And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of the man. Can you all see that up there? Wow, that's a little small. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. This is a story of the, the very uh, beginning when, when God made everything. And the Bible says that God brought the animals to Adam. And whatever the uh, animals he called, he looked at the giraffe, he said, that's the giraffe. He looked at the lion, he said, that's the lion. He looked at the tiger, he said, that's the tiger. He looked at the elephant. And the Bible says that whatever Adam called the animals, that's what the name of it was. But yet, the Bible says that there was no one suitable for Adam. And so God says that there has to be someone for Adam. Because the Bible says also in the book of Genesis that it is not good for man to be alone. Okay? Now, that's an amazing sentence in the Bible because Adam was perfect. And he was with God, in the presence of God, in the presence of Eden. Eden was the presence of God. He was perfect. He did not know sickness. He did not know tiredness. He did not know weariness. That when he worked, things just happened. It was easy for him. But yet God said it was not good for man to be alone. But oftentimes we hear people say this. They said, if I got God, I got everything. Wait a minute. Adam had God? Just a thought. John 19. Verse 31, 34. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation. You're there? John 19, 31 through 34. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. This is when Jesus was being crucified. For that day was on high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and they might be taken away. It was against their laws to be hanging people on the cross on the Sabbath day. So they wanted to kill these men that was hanging on the cross so that they can bury them, so they can celebrate the Sabbath. Verse 32, then came the soldiers and broke the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. Remember, Jesus was hanging on the cross next to two thieves. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, everybody said dead already. They broke not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. I want to talk to you on the subject of dying for a breakthrough. Dying for a breakthrough. Everybody want a breakthrough, right? Breakthrough in personal life, breakthrough into my money, breakthrough in my family, breakthrough in my kid, breakthrough in my job. Well, I want to talk to you on the subject of dying or I'm dying for a breakthrough. Lord, we bless this word. We thank you. Let it become rhema. Let it be revelatory. Touch our minds that we may understand, our ears we may hear, our hearts we may receive. Let your people see past me and at the cross, Lord. Let us see things that we have never seen before. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Go back with me to Genesis chapter 2. So here, Genesis, Adam was perfect, but yet Jesus said, or God said, 
that it is not good for, be, uh, for man to be alone. Yeah, it messed me up when the Bible speaks about that, that how can uh, 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 Adam be perfect in the presence of God, and yet God said it is not good for him to be alone. He wasn't alone, Lord. He was with you. He was with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, the three, the triune God, the trinity of God. He was in a perfect place. There was no mosquitoes. There, there was no rattlesnakes trying to bite at my heels. Uh, I felt no pain. I felt no uh, uh, weariness. There was no wrinkles on his face and gray hair in his head. He was perfect, but yet God said, Let, it's not good for man to be alone. Oftentimes we hear this, that God, if I got you, I got everything. And it sounds good, but there are things that God wants us to have is, uh, that, that is um, beyond God. He wants us to have a relationship because God wanted us to have family. God has wanted us to have a family. That's why he created a male and a female. And there's five purposes of male and five purposes of a female. I'm not going to get into that, but there are. There are things that has happened. And so for Adam, there is something that had to happen. Now you're going to ask me a question. Adam was formed out of the dirt of the ground, right? Yes. His name Adam means red because red represents the red clay. That's why Adam's name means red, red clay. So God took the red clay, grabbed it, and went, he blew, and Adam became a living soul. That word, the two words is very important, living and soul, living soul. Okay, not just a soul, he became a living soul. The, the reason is, is because we are created, God, the Bible says that God is a spirit, and he that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible also says that God is invisible, and so that when we are like him, we are in his image, we are in his image of the spirit. And so when God blew... He became a living soul. Now, the question I ask you is this. Maybe you asked it. How come he didn't just take dirt, purple dirt, and, and made Eve? If he could do it with dirt and make Adam, how come he just didn't grab another handful of dirt or a speck of dirt or a grain of dirt and just wait? Here's Eve. Because God only makes things once. He's original. And from that one thing creates many things. That's why God only created the oak tree one time. And that's why from that one oak tree, that one acorn, it's not just an acorn. Inside that acorn is a forest. That's why inside of you and me, from the original uh, creation of male and female, there are billions of people upon the earth. Is because now you wonder why that when he uh, brought the flood on the planet, you would think, wait a minute, Lord, you could have just killed everybody with the flood. Why did you save Moses, uh, I mean Noah, and, and his family? And the Bible says that uh, Noah was perfect in all his generations, Genesis chapter 6. Yeah. It's because God creates everything one time. And from that original, that's why the devil can never be God, because the devil can never create anything. It just copies. But yet there's something that is happening, and God wanted to make a, a woman. And so he put, the Bible says this, I want you to follow him. The Bible says that um, God took the man uh, or put him to sleep. So God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took out of his 
one of his ribs and closed up the flesh. I want you to keep verse 21 and close up the flesh in its place. Oftentimes we want to have a breakthrough in our life. Everybody want a breakthrough? But for a breakthrough to happen, our flesh has to die. And so Adam had to fall asleep in his flesh so that God can take the, what is greater in him out of him. For that's why the Bible says this, that the, uh, the God that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. The, God is not interested in your flesh because the Bible says in Romans 8 that your flesh is, is your carnality, is the enemy of God. And in your flesh, you and I can never please God in Romans 8. And so Adam had to fall asleep. Because if he doesn't fall asleep, uh, the flesh would rise up. No, 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 no. I don't need anybody. I got you, God. Uh, no, you don't. You need a woman. No, I don't, Lord. I got you. I got my giraffe. I got my lions. I got my tigers. I got all my boy toys. I'm riding around in an elephant. I'm good. You don't know what's good. And so God had to put his flesh to sleep. Now, follow me. In the Bible... Okay? Symbolically, for a Christian, there's no such thing as death. We just fall asleep. Because remember when Jesus uh, came and there was the ruler and he says, my daughter, they say my daughter dies and he walks into the house. He goes, no, this young daughter didn't die. She's just asleep. That's why the apostle Paul says that to be out of your body is to be present with God. It is sleeping and death is the same thing in the Bible. Sleeping in the flesh is the same thing as death in the Bible. Because why? Adam, for there to be a breakthrough, he had to put the flesh of Adam to sleep. Or Adam had to die to his flesh so that the greater thing in him could be taken out of him. The greatness that God has for your life, the breakthrough that you require in your life, has to come when your death or the death of your flesh happens. So you're telling me, Pastor, if you're a woman, you're saying the greater, I'm greater than the man that's coming out. Maybe. Maybe. And that the, the flesh had to die. Now you, you're asking me about how do you correlate this to John 19? How many wounds did Jesus suffer while he was on the cross? How many? If you're asking me, he suffered quite a few wounds. He was slapped and beaten. His beard were plucked. But that was before the cross. His back was beaten. That was before the cross. The crown of thorns was upon his head. That was before the cross. But when he got nailed to the cross, that's two hands, two feet, and one side. That's a fiver. He was wounded five times when he was hanging on the flat, on the, on the cross. Now, you know why that his hands had to be pierced? Because the Bible says this, that without the shedding of blood, there can be no redemption of sin. What does sin do? Sin separates. And why did his hands have to bleed? It is representing because he said that of all the trees of the Garden of Eden, Adam, you can eat. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. For surely in the day thou shalt eat, thou shalt die. And what did Adam do? He said, that looked good. Oh. And so right then and there, because he sinned, his hands, everything he touched became cursed. 
It became dust. It became the work of his hands. That's why God had to redeem his hands, because it is the hands that is the devices that used to build. It is your hands that blesses other people. That's why the Bible says, give the right hand of fellowship. It is the hands that a father would lay on their children to bless them. What happens if it's not redeemed? It leads people to build bad things. It leads people to curse things. The same hands that can bless, the same hands that can build, you know, the same hands that can destroy. So you had to redeem the hands. Why is his feet got to be pierced? It's because it is his feet that brought him to the tree to sin. That, that, that now, because of that curse on his, he, everywhere he walked, he had no authority. Wherever he stand, he had no authority. That now that our feet as a Christian, when we are born again, we are saved. Whenever we walk, we now have authority. You know you have authority on your job. You know you have authority in your home. That when you walk into your home, you walk in your job, it said the kingdom of God is here. Why? Because my feet, wherever my feet is, the Bible says that his word is a lamp unto my feet. It represents authority. Stop complaining. Stop uh, criticizing. Walk into your company and just put your foot down. I said, the kingdom of God is with me because I am a child of God. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. So because my feet has been redeemed through Jesus Christ, I have authority that I can go in and walk in and say, I declare peace in this house. I declare peace in this work. I declare peace in my job. I declare peace. They better give me a raise. Peace right now. You can laugh. It's okay. I like lively churches. Right? Because we, learn, we serve a lively God. That's why his hands and his feet had to be redeemed. But of all things, his side. Did you ever mess you up while they did that? And then of all things that the Bible says that blood and water flowed from his side. I guess you're going to get me to give you the answer. The reason is, sin always separates. That's what sin does. The moment Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge, good and evil, begins sin separated them from the presence of God. It separated them. They got banished out of the Garden of Eden. Not only that, then there was a flaming sword that kept them from the tree of life. They were not allowed back in. Why? It's because sin always separates you from the presence of God. The second thing sin does, it is separates you uh, from something that's rightly yours. When Adam sinned, the Lord said, Adam, where are you? And he goes, I was hiding. And the Lord God says, wait a minute, why are you hiding? He goes, I'm naked. He goes, who told you he was naked? Did you eat of the fruit? And he said, why did you eat of the fruit? Of all the trees, of all the apple, the pear, there's a whole bunch of pear trees. Like I went to Peru, they have like 20 types of bananas. Like bro, 20 types, man. That's just bananas. <laughs> you know, there's jackfruit, durian, and, and mango, and uh, mangosteen, and, and, and pear uh, uh, trees, and apple trees, and peach trees, and guava trees. You're going, what? Seriously? He said, who told you you're, you're naked? He go, oh, I, and you know what the first thing is? It always separates us from the presence of God and his blessing. The second thing it does, it separates us from a covenant relationship that God gave us. So the, and the third thing, it causes us to blame others. The woman you gave me. Now you blame God 
And then he blamed the woman. That woman, if you didn't give me that woman, now we look at something that was a blessing, now it's become a curse. That woman that you're married to and some of you brothers that have been married, now that woman that once was a blessing to you is now become a curse to you. Adam, what's your problem? You're not the only one. Sisters, uh, your husband ain't the only one that blamed. Uh, Adam started it first. You see, the, God, the woman you gave me. So now God is, uh, uh, what? You don't think he can give you good things? I thought every good and perfect gift from the Lord. Now you, you, uh, you, you were like, whoa, man. But now you're like, oh, my. Right, what happened is because sin causes us to be separated and our eyes and our mind, our thinking begin to change. And that job that you once had was a blessing. Now it's become a curse. Instead of taking authority and say, God, you bless me. God, I stand here. I don't know what's going on until you move me. Becomes a blessing. Before, when you were broke and didn't have a job, you were blessed to get any job. But now it becomes a curse. See, before you were single and sleeping alone in your bed. Now you have a woman and a wife that loves you and sleep in bed. Now she becomes a curse and she's taken over all the blankets. See, it, God, what happened? It's funny, I've done enough weddings, and some of you, I, was all, I did some of your ceremonies in this church. I remember every time a young lady or a young man comes and says, Pastor, um, we have exciting news, and, you know, they always have a smile. <laughs> and I would ask the young man in private, I'd say, bro, um, congratulations. Man, that ring looks so nice. I say, are you sure? Are, are she, is she the one? Are you sure? Yes. I said, did you fast about it? Yes. Did you fast and pray about it? Yes. How long? Uh, well, okay, go back and fast at least two weeks and pray for two weeks and find out. A month later, they come back. Is she the one? Yes, yes, yes. I talked to the woman. I talked to the young lady. Is she, he the one? Yes, yes. He is, the, he is my knight in shining armor. Yes, yes, yes. Spend a lot of money. Do the ceremony. Everybody's there. Grandparents, uncles, aunts, mom and dad, friends, close friends. You look good. Great pictures. Expensive food. Everything's good. Ten years later, she ain't the one. Yes, she is, bro. There's no returns, no refund, no exchange. She's yours, baby. No returns, no exchange, and no refund. And see, that, that happens when our flesh rises up. And we're always talking about a breakthrough. Um, but for something to break through, something else has to die. For something to break through, something has to be removed. And for us to have a spiritual breakthrough, that our flesh has to move out of the way. That's why Adam had to be put to sleep. Because if he wasn't asleep, if his flesh wasn't asleep, God couldn't take the greatness that's already in him to bless him. Amen. Did you know that there's greatness in you that God's trying to get out of you so that you can bless yourself and bless others? Amen. It was never meant just for you. It was meant for you and then some. And then others. And so we go back to Jesus. The Bible says that they were going to break his leg. Just like they broke the other one. But see, Jesus knew something. He knew he had to die. And so he gave up the ghost. And the Bible says that he was already dead. What was already dead? His flesh. <laughs> 
His flesh was already dead. So the moment your flesh dies, something else is about to happen. So they pierced him. The Bible says that blood and water flowed because his flesh was already dead. When we want to have a breakthrough in our life, greatness can only happen when our flesh is dead. And the Bible says that blood and water flow. And you know what? What blood and water represents here? I'm glad you asked. The blood represents redemption. Now look at this. The woman was made from the rib of Adam, correct? The Lord in his perfect state, Adam, was, he put him in a sleep. That means his flesh was, de- was sleeping. It was dead. He opened it up, took the rib, closed it back up. The moment there was sin, that relationship was separated. And so when he was pierced in his side, it is in the same area where his rib is. And so the blood or his rib are, his rib, that represents that when the blood flowed, there was a redemption of relationship again. That's why a man today can be married with his wife and to two shall become one flesh. God even redeemed relationship. Oh, Wow, that's deep stuff. That means when he was pierced, the blood was saying that I'm going to redeem what I originally had, the program, the plan in the Garden of Eden. The plan was what? It's so that a man and his wife would be one and create a perfect environment for offspring, for family. Did you know that nowhere in the Bible that... uh, 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 that we call God, we are, everyone is a child of God. I was, I, I became a Christian. I got married. We have children. My kids don't call God grandpa. They call him father. Right? God doesn't have grandkids. He just has kids. See, and so the minute that his side was pierced, Blood came out. It represents the redemption of what was broken in the first place. Came back. The second thing that the Bible says, that blood and water. Water represents the Holy Spirit. You know, look at what the Bible says in the book of uh, John 7, 38. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. There's other version that says out of his heart. Out of his heart. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Did you know that God is more interested in the greatness that's in you than your flesh? Because your flesh will lead to death. The greatness that is in you is living in you. It's not this. It's not the flesh. That's why the more you die to yourself, the more greater you become. Because he that is in, what? Me is greater than he that is in the world. He that is in you is greater. So the more you die to yourself, the more you die to your purpose, the more you die to your dreams, the more you die to your your wants and, and, and desires, the more you will walk in greatness. Because don't you ever forget one thing. God knows everything. And he knows that when you are walking in your greatness, you will be so satisfied with your life that it is more pleasant. It is more driven. You would have, you would go without food. You could fast for weeks on end 
I remember talking to people from another country who said, Pastor, you live in the greatest country on the earth. Why are you choosing not to eat? <laughs> Why are you fasting for, bro? And it's, see, you have to understand, when your desire is greater than your physical flesh desire, when you're driven by a greater destiny and a greater purpose, you will sacrifice everything because the greatness that is uh, in you or placed in you is him. That's why you want to you wanna break through, start dying. Mm. You want to break through, start dying. You want to break through, start dying to your own want, your own will. Start dying to the things that you uh, normally do. Start dying uh, to the things that you think uh, uh, is cool. And start dying out to your flesh and God will raise you up. And the greatness that is in you will forever satisfy the hunger that is burning in you. You know, I, you know, I, you, you guys know, and I thank all of you for just being so faithful. Seriously. I travel and, and do all these things, and thank you for being so faithful in your giving and your service and your consistency. I travel everywhere, and one of the things that people always struggle with is, how do I keep young people in church, and how do I keep them holy before the Lord? We keep teaching them, be holy, God, you know, this and that. And, and I tell them, I said, you know what? As a pastor, my job is not to condemn people. That's not in my job description. Because as a shepherd, you know what a shepherd does? He leads the sheep, even the stubborn sheep, to the good pasture. And then when they're done eating the pasture, right, Pastor Samuel? Then he leads them to another pasture. Even the gnarly looking ones. Even the one with, with just no teeth. Even the ones that you got to grab them by the neck every time. He still brings them to the blessing. That's my job, is as a pastor, bring them to blessing. My job is not to condemn. My job is not to judge you. But you know what my job is? is to get the destiny and purpose out of you. You know, when I, I said, Lord, how do I preach to this generation so they can live right? And you know what he said? He said, start preaching about destiny and purpose. Because when you know your purpose, you will sacrifice eating. You will sacrifice fun. You will sacrifice everything of this world to pursue it. I remember, uh, you ever meet a young uh, guy who's found the love of his life? And all of his guy friends, man, come on, man, let's hang. Let's, let's go play ball. And he goes, no, man, I got to go see my girl. He would, what? Stop having fun with his friend to see this lady, this lady friend of his. Why? And a, a young lady would do the same thing. She would go on a special diet <laughs> to get into her wedding dress. Right? And I'm like, man, that diet don't look right, man. What are you drinking that green sludge for? That doesn't even look good. But they're willing. Why? Because they have a plan and a purpose. And when you are so focused on your purpose, nothing else will tempt you. And so when you know that there is a greater plan and a greater hymn that's living in you, you would run and pursue it with every fiber of your being. I'm not telling you anything that I haven't lived. Because I wanted God so much in my life. Young people, young brothers, those are listening. 
I'm telling you, pursue God. Get a desire. Burn that in you. Say, God, if you don't know what the desire, you know what the Bible says? It is God's honor to hide a thing. Uh, it is God's, uh, uh, how do you go? It, God is the one that hides the mystery. And it is an honor of kings to find it. It is your life's pursuit to find the desire. What caused you to be passionate? What caused you to stay up at night? You can go all night long and, and, and sacrifice for it. I remember playing ball with my friend, March, And there are days where I would just go and people would call me and say, man, let's go party. There's di- I don't care. I just want to play ball. It's because that was my, my purpose. I just felt so driven by it. When you discover, look at Einstein. He would go without food for days to try to discover because he knew that God put him on this planet for something greater. See, brothers and sisters, we want a breakthrough, but you got to die because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Look at your neighbor. Just look at him. Tell him, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you've got to go and pursue God. I'm not talking about pursuing for one day, two days, a month. How about just pursuing and say, God, I just want you in my life. That I'm going to chase you. You got to bless me or I won't let you go. There's a story in the Bible by the name, a man by the name of Jacob. And the Bible says that he wrestled with God all night long. Some people, he wrestled. And he wasn't going to, it was also, also morning, almost morning. And he grabbed and he said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. When's the last time that you spend time with the Lord and wrestle with him? Until he blessed you. Hmm. When were you willing to die to your flesh and fast? Well, I can't fast, Pastor. Yes, you can. I tell my girls all the time. They're like, I'm so hungry, I'm going to die. Nobody's ever died from missing one meal, baby. (laughs) Nobody has ever died unless they were sick from missing one meal or not eat one day unless they were sick. Right? We laugh about it, but you're not going to die. Are you willing to die for a breakthrough? Are you willing for your flesh to die for a breakthrough? I'm dying for a breakthrough. What are you willing to die to? Flesh. See, Adam had to be Put to sleep, that represents death in his flesh so that a greater purpose can come forth. Jesus had to die and that soldier pierced his side so a greater purpose. What was that greater purpose? That blood that came out of his side represents redemption because that's where the covenant of marriage came from. That flowed. It represents the water. Why does the Bible say water came out? It represents that God now is living as as the Holy Spirit. Brother Jeremiah said it last week. He said, you got to have the Holy Spirit, man. Let him function in your life. Let us stand. I'll leave you with this. It's never about your own strength in the flesh. 
but God trying to get the Holy Spirit through us to work. 